All right, man. You ready for good ass show? So ready. So ready. Cool. All right, here we are. We're back again. It's another edition. It's another episode of my show. And if there was a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ revolves it. It's that guy over there. It's me. It's Alex. I'm here still. Uh, thanks for listening uh, and, and, and hearing that great introduction by that guy over there. It's Jake. One take Jake back at it again. You know, we, we do this thing from start to finish on one take. And uh, it's a lot of fun. That's what sets this podcast apart. The other thing that sets it apart is the third man in the booth. Third man in the booth. The third guy. He's not. Is he? He's not. He's not. Okay. Uh, okay. Hit the uh, social media. Yeah. Uh, so unlike unlike the third guy in the booth, we're everywhere. You can find us. <laughs> we exist. Uh, Instagram, Red Arrow Productions. Uh, website, badfacts.info. Check it out. It's got a whole bunch of bad info that are facts. Maybe. Um, uh, RedArrowPNW.com. You're looking at anchor, anchor.fm slash myshowaj. Patreon at, uh, at Red Arrow Productions. Facebook, Red Arrow Productions. I mean... Uh, I, I mean, I, I probably missed one because we're everywhere. Like, it would be easy for me to miss one because we have all of them and we're available. Absolutely. And, and here's the other thing. I have actually designed a couple T-shirts. One of them, the uh, Perpetual Philanthropist T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and the other one, uh, one that Alex really, really likes, one that I'm a big fan of, too. It's the Goodnight Universe T-shirt. Uh, Great. Yeah, it's, it's a solid uh, shirt. We've got a, like a, a galaxy star behind it in red, and it says Goodnight Universe in front of it. We, we're going to make some of these shirts. If you want some, get at us on Patreon. We're going to throw um, some, some of that up on there, too, and you can support us and wear our shirts and, uh, and all that good stuff. And we'll send you a badfacts.info sticker as well. For sure. So, yeah. Th- so, for all you guys, thank you for supporting. The, the other way you can support us is subscribe. It's absolutely free. That's the best part of this show. Uh, the only the only way we get paid right now is through our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor, the best one. They, that's where it's at. Um, also, want to give a big shout out while we're still doing shout outs here to our brother cast, uh, Ruthless Aggression. Uh, we're working. We're coming up on WrestleMania 19, and we're we're going to be doing that here soon. I'm going to be performing as The Rock, doing The Rock concert during the oh. show. So okay. yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be entertaining. So uh, if if they're the brother cast, uh, my question is, which one of us is the heel? Oh, always cast? us. Okay, so aren't they our sister cast then? No, no, because we're Hogan, man. We're NWO. Oh, I get the Black it. and white. Right, everyone's no, brother. I understand the reference. Everyone's Hogan brother. is brother, but as the heel, I think he'd be like, "Sister, sit down." Well, let me tell you something, dude. Yeah, the, the, like, they could be the dude cast. The dude cast. The there dude we go. Cast. There are dude I'll... cast. Or dude cast. Dude cast. Let me tell you something, dude. But <laughs> we got some. We got some fun stuff for you. What are you doing? Were you just like pulling? I, your no, it's out? like you know when you get like the the extreme like pinpoint like itchy like it's like that one it's like the, it's it's one spot and it comes on out of nowhere and as soon as you scratch it it's gone but it feels it's just like ah like you're gonna die for like a minute yeah and I so but I got it so you know if you wouldn't have brought it up they can't see what's happening so if you don't bring that up they don't have to know but. Well, 
thanks. It's it's part of the show, you know. And <laughs> it was it's entertaining to me because it's like you. It looked to me like you were doing a monkey imitation because you like threw your arm in the air and you like itched your armpit. I was like, what's going on over there? Is he like celebrating the beginning of a show in a new creative way, like Hingle McCringleberry over here? Hingle McCringleberry, you know it. You know it. Isn't that like one? Is that one of the names from Key and Peele? That is one of the names from Key and Peele. Yeah, yeah. Did, deep cuts. I get it. I'm there. I'm hip. See, they had a sketch that was um, Hingle McCringleberry getting to the league, and he scores a touchdown, and he gets flagged for two, for excessive celebration um, because he does too many hip thrusts. <sighs> it, like he does three <laughs> hip thrusts, and they they throw the flag on him. And the second touchdown he scores, he does two hip thrusts and, and does three hip thrusts again, throw the flag on him. The third one, he gets out there, he does two hip thrusts, and the referee like gets really close and looks at him and like puts his hands on his head and just like barely throws his hips just like a little <laughs> bit. Ref throws a flag in the air immediately. <laughs> it's like he's just gotta learn how to not not throw a hip thrust. I will. I will say. I thought this made me laugh. Uh, you know how there's like there are those players uh, in in sports, both both collegiately and professionally, that like uh, m- mostly professionally, that like you loved them so much when they played for your team that as long as they don't go to a team that you hate, you're still like, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I have several players right. like that. Right. So on my list is Clay Matthews. Right. He's he was a, he's a little past his prime. I totally understand from a football standpoint why the Packers decided to move on. Right? Mm-hmm. He's still an all-time great outside linebacker for the Packers. Um, Packer, Packer. But he went to the Rams, and I I just don't care enough about the Rams. Like I don't like the Rams, but I don't hate them. Like whatever. Right. Um, and they and so on Hard Knocks, the Hard Knocks this year is the Raiders for the listener who doesn't know. I guess. Um, and they their first preseason game was against the Rams, so they had one of those joint practices. And it's like this this like rookie uh, like lineman like blocks Clay Matthews like in the practice, and like he like spins around, and he's like he's like guys, just block Clay Matthews. Yeah. I just I block Clay Matthews. I don't know if you guys saw that. Block Clay Matthews, <laughs> and I was like. That guy's awesome. <laughs> it's funny. I always thought about that too, right? Like, you ever think about those small colleges that like played against Oregon or even like played against USC in the early two thousands, and they're like, "I tackled Reggie Bush" or "I I tackled yeah. DeAnthony Thomas." Like, that's the stuff that some guys like they spend the rest of their life celebrating. It's yeah, like, right. Yeah. Like somebody, somebody from New Mexico State was like. Whatever, man. I sacked Marcus Mariota. He's like, hey, you know how Kenyon Barner scored a t- like six touchdowns? He didn't score seven because of me. It's because of I stopped him. Me. But yeah, like that's it's funny that like yeah, that guys have that sort of cachet. It makes me think yeah. about like yeah, the guys that I that I like guys like Theo Ratliff. I love no matter where he went. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm I'm really like I'm really excited that Hassan Whiteside is a Blazer now because I always kind of liked Hassan Whiteside, and now that he's a Blazer, I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah, you like you like respect the game from afar because he plays for the Heat and kind of like uh, who cares? Whatever. And now he's like a Blazer. And you're like yeah. yes, yeah. Oh, I love this dude. Yeah, yes, he's on my team now. My team. Let's yes. See. 
<laughs> who else? Like, I'm trying to think of like Seahawks who went like because I their time. Steve Hutchinson is like the only one who gets a pass. I'm indifferent to Bruce Irvin. Um, okay. Earl Thomas can eat a dick. <laughs> Earl Thomas can eat a dick. <laughs> uh, like, you see, but it's like it's so hot and cold. Oh, it's like there's for for me like if I I won't even like waste showtime trying to think of other players that fall into that category because because I'm like, apparently trying to. Well, yeah, I no, it's just like there's so few and far between, like especially in football. Like I have such a deep deep resentment for about 20 teams in the league that there's a chance that if you leave the Packers I probably fucking hate you. Well, it reminds me of a time when I was watching a football. Uh, I was at an Oregon Arizona game with Julio. It was his first game, I think, in uh, first Oregon game. And I was in the stands. It was a tight game at that point. I'm like, ah, oh, man, we cannot lose to Arizona. And he looks over at me and he's like, dude, you say that every week. Just who can Oregon lose to? <laughs> No one. I was like, man, and I thought about it. I was like, I was like, I, I hate Arizona. He's like, you hate everybody. Who don't you hate? And it took me a while to have to think about it. And like, their teams have come off the the list of teams I don't hate anymore. It's like the list is down to like. Yep, it's exactly that long. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I hate every team in the Pac-12 that's not Oregon now. Oh, I definitely hate every team in the Pac-12. Like the closest I would get to not hating would probably be like Colorado. Yeah. Like they're the closest to indifferent that, that I come to a PAC 12 team, but like more specifically, I definitely still hate them too. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate him because that, that game with Dakota Prukop and he threw the interception and we were wearing orange and we're not supposed to wear orange because we're not Oregon state. Yeah. That, that was just, that. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I uh, yeah, the like the actual duck uniform attempt that they made, that which was it was like creative, and I get why somebody somebody somewhere made that decision, and I understand why it was greenlit by somebody else somewhere, but it was still dumb. Yeah, like that year orange. was that year was so, exactly that year was so bad. Like we wore Cal's colors, we wore Oregon yeah. State's colors, like. We were Oregon, and we didn't have like no uniforms were the same from week to week. It was really weird. Yeah, I'm not like. I think well, I'm I'm, I'm hoping that like you know it gets reined in a little bit with like you know Cristobal and all that stuff. But it was like, it was like really cool when we had a when we were the first ones to have a billion uniform combinations, and then we were like, yeah. Well, now we have 10 billion, and we're going to get crazy. And I think even, like, Duck fans were like, come on, guys. Well, they kind of went the other direction. Oh, this hey, year. It's, I mean, it's at Robin. least in the tickets. Hey, hey, I'm here. Yeah, he wouldn't say anything during the intro. He's been waiting this long in silence, yeah, I was, watching I was, us I was quietly. Quietly waiting. It's super Quiet creepy. Storm. Like, the, the listeners <laughs> don't, like... <laughs> We 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 record this in video and put out the audio for the listeners to hear. Uh, the video was really creepy because he's just staring into the camera without moving, and we were like third third man in the booth and just nothing. We we're like, nope, you're supposed to say something, and he just didn't until now. The ducks put him over the top. Yeah, the ducks. Yeah, the ducks. you know why? Why today UPS showed up and brought me my duck tickets. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So it was like perfect segue. You guys like 
brought up one of the things I was wanted to talk about. Well, hey. Oh, look at that. Talking about, and, and on the tickets. So here's something that Jake and I kind of already have talked about. Listen um, to how excited he no, is. No black. No wear black game. Yeah, I'm mad. Not one. I, I, I want to dress like Sting, okay? I'm going to be Sting in a Sting mask. I think we need to start a campaign, and unofficially just black black game is like right before Halloween, whatever that is, like the 26th of October, I it's think. It's Washington State game. Yeah. We, uh, we wear black. Like, we, just not just us. Like, I think that there's going to be a bunch of people that are pissed. Start and a Facebook like, campaign. Oh, yeah? And the, yeah. dude, like there was there was a Facebook campaign. Um, I was going to talk about this a few weeks ago, but it's over now. Like the, like someone started a Facebook group that said, "Hey, Burger King of this city, fix your parking lot." And, <laughs> and it was just they would just post pictures of the parking lot with all these huge potholes and and like oh, like you cannot get into this place. And it got enough enough traction like the news reported on it and like all of a sudden it became this huge thing and now the parking lot's fixed so absolutely go. we can get this uh, blackout to happen yeah this is this is well i mean there's gonna be blackouts happening it's awesome well hey, let me ask you um, let me ask you guys a question <laughs> and I, I i want you to think deep and maybe you won't have to but if you need to think deep on this okay why do we care so much about a blackout because it's fun it's fun and okay. it started like really being a thing where it was awesome. The uh, uh, Fright Night, yeah, Fright Night USC with USC, game. right? And, yeah, and that was your Robin. We Robin all Night, wore so, black. Know. Yeah, like th- I like think that, that's it. It's that, like it's just tied to that. That Fright Night one was was amazing, right? To upset USC and do what we did, that was great. But mm-hmm. like, I definitely have always been a, like maybe maybe a closet. Like not a, a fan of the black uniforms, uh, because I'm so green and yellow that like the black bugs me. It's it's funny you mentioned that because like you, you're talking about how Oregon has so many combinations. It's like I I like how they've gone hard in the opposite directions. Like oh yeah, yeah. now we have four. Yes, like, we will not combine <laughs> elements unless it's a bowl game. Right. Uh, uh, like I just I just don't like I look at like black and white are obviously in sports they're universal colors everybody gets black and white all the time. Don't I'm forget totally that Oregon State's original colors were white and pink. Uh, I know that I know that That's Oregon why the State white Oregon State still doesn't list black as an official school color. Nothing. Didn't. Did, I don't he hot it. <laughs> did we have to keep going? I thought I thought a ha was enough. I like, didn't hear the ha. Have, he hod. All right. He hod. He hod. He hod. He hod. He He beat me to it, really. Like, and so I was just like, all right, we got the hod out of the way. I didn't hear the hod. My bad. My bad. Sorry to sorry to bring the show to screeching halt. It was explained. It was explained to me by a a former student at OSU and a fan of their football team for some reason um, that the like the official school colors for Oregon State are white, orange, and brown. They don't list black as an official color because they would list brown because it's <laughs> yeah, like shitty because it gets lumped in right. It just gets agreed upon that everyone gets white and black anyway. So what you're saying yes. is that they're always wearing alternate uniforms. Yes, and because it, like because they're an alternative to good because they're an alternative. <laughs> to good. They certainly don't uh. like good football. Um, 
but I just thought, like, I just, you know, that's, I just not, not a fan of, like, the black, the all, especially when they're all black. Like, the, the Fright Night thing was cool, and it worked out, but then after that, when we kept going, when, whenever it came back, I was like, I just, we shouldn't be out there in all black. We're the Oregon Ducks. Like, so, what if it's, like, a once-in-a-while thing? Like, I, like I'm suggesting once. No, but once like in the year. But it shouldn't be even, like, I would suggest it as, like, once every four years during a big game. You know what I mean? Like, it should be something that, like... That Oregon, Oregon puts out a thing leading up to the game and just kind of makes it the unofficial, like, hey, guys, we've decided that this year the, you know, Washington game is going to be crazy. Washington's the number two school, and we're the number one school, and we're, like, maybe, Washington, like... No, get that, no, no. Take that back. <laughs> take that back. They're... Washington is, for some reason, better than we expected them to be, so it's going to be a big game. Let's all wear all black. And it, and it could be like a social media thing, like you're trying to start, but from the school. And that can happen like once every... But see, they already printed their tickets three. that say wear green, wear yellow. Like, it's on every ticket. Like Yeah, and they should not print gonna... wear green, wear yellow, wear, I guess, maybe white. But just don't... No, don't you don't wear white at home. I know, ever. Unless we wear white. That's the team well, I don't like that. I, that the, see, like, as strong as you feel about the black, I feel way stronger about us wearing white at home. I, you know, Dude, as strongly as strongly as you feel about that is as strongly as I feel about teams wearing colored jerseys at home in the NBA. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm trying to think. Wow, I've always felt that the white at home was backwards. I always felt like you should get to wear your strongest colors. <laughs> Tell them the thing, Jake. Tell them the thing. I love this piece of trivia. You told me this piece of trivia. Remember this piece of trivia and tell it on the show right now. I demand it. No. No. The reason that home teams in basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yes, is, yes, it's all go. about television and, and yes. back when it was black and white television that's all but yes that's the same piece of trivia that's why the lakers wore yellow because on black and white tv you couldn't tell the difference between white and yellow right but white symbolized good oh yeah the, the good home guys. teams and the the color jerseys or black jerseys were ba- white good black bad Right, good but versus why, hmm. okay. And so so would, is that, then it then it just trickled down to high school basketball, or yeah, it's just all of basketball just abdo- adopted that that mantra of huh. what, we wear white at home because we're the good guys. Yeah, we're the good guys, and the mm. colored jerseys, the yeah, the but the NWO wore black as their main color, and every time they did the survey, it was always another win for the good guys. Well. <laughs> Well, hey. <laughs> I mean, Scott Hall was the bad guy. He he claimed. Hey yo, he, hey yo. Yeah, but but another win for the good guys. <laughs> he might be the bad guy. Billy Eilash, take that. Uh, <laughs> Will, Sir William Eilash. Sir, <laughs> I love that Refer video. Refer to her as, with her and Christian name. Sir, uh, my bad. William Eilash. William, Sir William. And again, I'd like to say for the record, I say that as a fan of that artist. I really, really like her music, and I still think it's hilarious to call her Sir William Eyelash. Oh, it's definitely hilarious. It's awesome. I like her music, and and I have no problem calling her that. 
I, I, so I am, I imagine that it's your, probably your playbook behind you on your bed, but I keep seeing the G. It's a computer. It's a computer. Oh, okay. Well, I keep seeing the G and I was like, I always knew Robin was a Packer fan. And I'm like, it's not what it's for, Alex. Don't not. say that. It's not. Uh, He's not. And I got you guys shirts like this. Oh, the, those are awesome. They're over there. They're over there. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're over there. They're, they're over there. <laughs> Hey, you guys, are you guys ready for some news? News, yeah. News, 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 news. All right, so this, this story comes to us from the Washington Post. Huh. I'm not going to give you the, the title. I'm just going to start with the, gra- the opening graph. Okay. She had hmm. eight hours, 32 packages to deliver, and no addresses. So the woman on the front lines of Africa's burgeoning e-commerce industry stayed on the phone listening to directions. Look for the ice cream cart. Vivian Lapka's job was to find the customers, even if they were nowhere near the ice cream cart, and stay polite even when they demanded to open an order before handling her money. Few people in her West African city of 4.4 million have numbers on their houses. Credit cards are rare, so trust, uh, so is trust in online shopping. Quote, you have to have patience, Lapka said in her blue Mazda van crammed with microwaves, printers, shoe racks, and soap. Lots of patience. <laughs> Internet users in Africa now outnumber America's population by some estimates, but reaching that exploding market is among the continent's most pressing business challenges. Hopes of leading, uh, excuse me, leaping into the world of same-day delivery are colliding with a lack of street signs, dominance of cash, threat of robbery, and fear of knockoffs. Labyrinths of red tape, stall packages at the borders make it easier for someone in the Ivory Coast to buy something from Germany, the neighboring Ghana. Uh, or Ghana, excuse me. Ghana would be this, how you say it in Spanish. Um, <laughs> today, only 1% of goods are purchased on a screen, but if that share swells to 10%, closer to U.S. and Europe, um, McKinsey analysts forecast annual sales will hit $75 billion, which is crazy. Dang. <laughs> Dang. So, yeah, I mean, it goes on to, to talk about Lapka and how she she's uh, still doing this, like, basically on her own, trying to basically become the Amazon of Africa. And it's... <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah, it's it's just crazy <laughs> the to... The jungle. Like, I think jungle Amazon. Like, <laughs> right. Africa. Alex said that she should call it Sahara, and he's not oh, Yeah, I said, I said it should either be... I said Sahara, and then I changed it, and I think it should be... They should just start Serengeti.com. There you go. Serengeti.com. My first thought was... Well, uh, now we've figured out where all those AOL CDs went. <laughs> <laughs> They're logging on dial-up 995. It's interesting, but, I mean, you kind of do bring up an interesting point. They don't talk about the infrastructure. Like, it makes me wonder, like, some of these countries, if they don't have so much as roads, do they have, they, like, would they have high-speed internet? I doubt it. They probably are on, on dial-up. No, it's, well, you remember uh, that ex-girlfriend I had that went to Africa? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she she had like a track phone and the internet was super slow, um, but they were it was at least fast enough that she could talk on um, Skype on a phone line type thing. So I mean, you could at least do that uh, in what was that Namibia? Nam- yeah. yeah, Namibia. I mean, Namibia is West Africa. Yeah, I guess that's the same same area. It's south. It's it's yeah. It's pretty far south. Is it south? I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was. Oh, I'm thinking of Namibia. Namibia. Namibia? There's, there's a bunch of Namibia? Africa. Wait, is Namibia and Nambia the same thing? No, they're two different countries. It's like... Looking it up. It's like Uruguay and Paraguay. 
Well, those start with different letters. Yeah, well, you start with different letters. <laughs> <laughs> Jake comes over the top with the solid burn. Got him! There we go. And boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Alex Ricard and Oscar. Boom, roasted. <laughs> Nambia, wow. which is not a thing. It's Namibia. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I'm dyslexic, so shut up. <laughs> That's no, the name of this episode. Like... I'm dyslexic, so shut up. So shut up. <laughs> but can we spell uh, it backwards? I'm dyslexic. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, that's a that's very um, like imagine going to deliver packages here in like the 1600s. Right. Like I mean, I'm I'm exaggerating, but. It not sounds by much. like a similar. <laughs> I know. Not by much. Uh, if I... if blue Mazdas existed in the 1600s, it would be exactly the same. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. spider. Exactly the same. <laughs> nice. Nice. So we, you know, Alex and I are both fans of John Boys, uh, and he he does these incredible videos for SB Nation. Shout out SB Nation, my first uh, writing employer. Uh, and he did one called The Bob Problem, which was about how all these athletes, uh, there are all these athletes named Bob, and then they're slowly going away. And to the point of where we're ac- approaching a Bob, a Bob Pocalypse. Right. <laughs> Bob Mageddon. So a Bob, uh, yeah, a Bob Mageddon even. And he was talking, he talks about great um, accomplishments of Bobs in sports. And one of them, he actually goes into the movie Blue Chips. Um, and I forgot that Bob Cousy was like the athletic director, or not the athletic. Was he the athletic director or the president? Yeah, he was one of. The, he was yeah, president, athletic director, dean, something like that. Position Somebody of important. power. Yes. And, yes. And he's talking to the to the head coach about everything that's going on, and he starts shooting free throws, and like they're not like they're just shooting live and they're letting it happen, and. Bob Cousy hits 11 consecutive free throws as the cameras are rolling during the scene. And at one point, Kevin Bacon's like, it breaks, breaks character. And asks like, do you ever miss? It's and, Nick Nolte. And oh, Nick yeah. Nolte. I'm thinking of, uh, uh, the other a movie. Different movie. Yeah. A different movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one, but you would definitely think of a different one. It's, I don't either. Was, it's similar like, to blue chips. Well, okay. It's like, uh, the air up there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Nick Nolte breaks character. He's like, uh, "Do you ever miss?" And at one point, Cousy throws it up left-handed just for fun and makes it. And he talks about how how exceptional it is that even at the age of sixty-five, the purest form of the game, he is still a master of. Like he's he's in the top like five percentile of basketball players when it comes to making free throws. And it's mm-hmm. just like when you think about that at sixty five, like that's that's an accomplishment. <laughs> it's, it's it's incredible. Like I don't know if I've made eleven free throws in my life. My record is and this guy, this guy does eleven straight on like while being filmed and without breaking character, forgetting a line or anything. Because it's one in the movie, it's one long take. So it's like there's no cutaways or anything. It's just them talking in the middle of the court. And while they're talking, he kind of casually picks up a basketball and just starts shooting it. And he kind of – Nick Nolte like picks up the ball and like kind of 
tosses it back to him and he just takes another shot. And the whole time he's like, you better run my program the right way. Like we better win. You know, you're on the hot seat. You're going to get in trouble. We got to win. Splash. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, yeah, just Splash. bottom, just, coof, coof, coof over and over and over again. And then he, yeah, he hits it the left-handed and is like, good talking to you coach and leaves. And it goes to the next <laughs> scene. And so it's like, what? <laughs> what? I don't know. I, it, yeah. So I just got... We, Robin is coming in hot, apparently. Oh, I was. Did you not get that? I was coming in hot. hot that was hot. me driving, not... not. Uh, I didn't have a topic or anything. Oh, like, <laughs> I, I mean, was... I did. I had some things, but I forgot. <laughs> it, yeah, just like, it just showed up. Like the duck thing was like, yeah, I was, I was ready. I was like, yeah, get it. No, it's, Go it's funny. Yeah. It just, it just arrived for both of us. Because, and like, I'm like, why are you yeah. texting us that you're coming in hot? Just start talking. It's the podcast. Just, just, just <laughs> if you just noticed, uh, my hands are show. not in a texting position. Uh, well, I didn't. I was drinking my, my Jake beer. <laughs> oh, well, I okay. finished my, my Jake Weiser light. So <laughs> I'm out. It's still, we've decided it's still Miller Lite because, I mean, dibs. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere, if there's, if there's like a, a Maxwell Lager somewhere in the world, I, I dibs on that one. <laughs> Probably never <laughs> drink pro- it. I mean, with beer being what it is today, there's got to be one. I bet you there's a Maxwell, Maxwell Brewing or something. Let me just, I'm, I'm looking it up. Have I, I've told you guys, I don't know if I have told you guys, I've decided that this fall, maybe even this winter, I'm, I'm going to make mead. Yeah, I don't think you did, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I'm. It's, I'm going to try it. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's that complicated. I've I've read. Brian s- has made it before. Who has? Brian. Oh, nice. The cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. He's also the fun <laughs> police. Are we going to see sometimes? But uh, are we going to spit in his? Usually, he's just the regular police. Yeah. Nah. I, I'm, but I'm going to do like a blackberry, uh, blackberry mead. Oh, and so yeah. I'm... I think he made a honey mead. Oh, well, all meads are honey mead. Okay, well then maybe it was just a regular honey. <laughs> <laughs> just honey. Just he actually honey. didn't make alcohol at all. He just he became he just an apiarist honey. for uh, like, a summer and just raised it's bees. So thick, Brian. Why is it so thick? It's like, it's like he's actually let it hit your lips. <laughs> like, he's over there like Robin. Cayenne. He's like. Robin, I've told you six times, I didn't make mead. This is honey. You're just chugging honey. Dude, and those not are biscuits even... you're pouring it on. What are you doing? You're not even getting me drunk. I'm not even drunk right now, guys. No, Robin, you showed up to my house drunk. This is unrelated. Uh, that, just I mean, eating honey. I've, so far, I believe this story. Uh, <laughs> Robin, you showed up to my house The sad part is, is like, I wasn't really going to argue. That could that could have happened. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Show up, uh, hammered. Start just I mean, drinking. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you. I mean, oh, Robin what and is I, that? Yeah, that, 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 that. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> I, I can tell you with certainty. Robin and I have definitely showed up at people's houses <sighs> hammered. Like, oh yeah, that's happened. Well, like, why wouldn't? It? Yeah, why wouldn't it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> We're always a designated in, drunk driver. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, Alex, you said you had something that uh, maybe Robin could play off. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you, well, you were very, you vague booked me on. This. I, I was vague. I was vague on purpose. What I was thinking, and and I was, I mean, I mean, a little bit, a little bit inspired uh, by by like Rogan's podcast, the most listened to podcast in the world. Next to this um, one. Yeah, I mean, duh. 
Um, but I was also a little bit inspired by some of the the the, the conversations you and I have been having uh, last week or so via text about some ideas and stuff. And I thought it would be kind of cool to to like three person like come up with some sort of like a like a like a challenge, right? Rogan and his buddies do their sober October where they don't drink or smoke weed for the whole month of October and then they they add something else to a fitness part of it or or something, right? And I don't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, be that stringent, but just like something that the three of us could all kind of cooperatively and a little bit probably counteroperatively do within each other to like with some level of accountability and some measurement of success. So that way at the end I can be like, I'm better than you two. Um, <laughs> and, and like the sleeves. That's what I'm talking about. I'd be like the, I would I, be, I've been here. I did today. Lifted. Well, you only I'm have saying, a hundred curls, hundred curls, hundred triceps. I just, I, I just really monosep on the one side. <laughs> monosep. They just call it sep. Um, <laughs> But like just something. No, they I don't just know. call it wife. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know what I would. I don't know if it would necessarily be, uh, like like fitness related or or something. But just come up with something that you know, we could think about it more. But yeah. some ideas over the next couple of weeks or something, and maybe uh-huh. we come to the conclusion uh, that I'm going to be the champion, and then I win. The champion I mean, if, of what? if that's the route we're going, yeah, sure. Yeah, just something. I don't know. That's what I was saying. Champion of what? That's I'll try, what I, that's try what to think of something that I. I'll try to think of something that you're not going to beat me at, so that you can feel good about yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, right. I'm okay with that. Who like, <laughs> who does the most volunteer work go? <laughs> I was gonna like we were, I was gonna make a joke about like who have the most foot surgeries this year. Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Robin wins. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I go bring you guys a picture feet. of the the stitches. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Oh, I already sent it. Yeah, I already. Did. <laughs> I've already seen yeah, it. That wasn't <laughs> cool. Send it again. No. Did you guys see Antonio Brown's feet? No. Yeah, they're oh. gnarly. Oh, uh, he did yeah. something wrong. He did yeah. something real wrong. He says that he did the. The like the super the cryotherapy, cryotherapy. where you stand yep. and didn't put on the foot boot thing. Yeah, he didn't put on the booties, so he was just standing in it. And he went, he like, <sighs> I guess historically, he's always kind of he's been one of those guys who kind of pushes it to the limit where everybody does six minutes, so he does seven minutes. Like, so he yeah. was in there for longer than the recommended time, but he's in really good shape, so it it's okay. And then this one time, he stood in there for. For too long without foot protection. Jeez. And like the one foot was still like on hard knocks. It was like still red. It was so raw. It was still red. And the other Oof. one, it was like, it looked like uh, the the new skin had, had kind of healed enough to be real skin. But the yeah. dead, the dead blistered skin was just still there. Oh, wow. Oh, it was. And then you see how messed up like professional athletes toes and stuff get oh yeah like Shaq's feet or yeah like they're just so gnarly they're so and antonio browns are no better like all his toes (laughs) are like crooked in angles that shouldn't exist and every and you're just like (laughs) 
Quentin Tarantino uh, would have liked it, but not me. He's like, that's a great <laughs> shot, man. Oh, that's long funny. shot on the feet. Just stay. Well, uh, I mean, that would be that would be a Quentin Tarantino shot. Yes. Since we're kind of talking about the Hard Knocks show, uh, how about Ronald Ollie showing up on there? <laughs> that was like Alex got super hype, and and Jake was like, uh, "Should I tell him that Ollie already is off of the team?" <laughs> like he knew. Oh yeah, I, like what happened to him? He just didn't try. Like he was there for a day. Well, no, he made it. He was there. I think. I think if you if you look at it, he was definitely there. I think it was like three days. The like okay. sh- camp started on Monday, and they cut him on Wednesday. And so far, he was the first and only player to be cut. Well, because the oh, you go. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. The, you know, you re- <laughs> recall why? Be- well, he like the the line coach, the D line coach was was getting on him about his effort and focus and stuff, just like what happened at freaking EMCC, what, which was yeah, shocking. Mississippi, right? So he just wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, and again, I, I was talking to a coworker about it. Like it could be the way hard knocks, hard knocks edited the footage to make it a little more dramatic. Maybe it's not quite as egregious as it is, but he's just like, it's his turn to come off the line. Right. They're like, all right, you know, next group rotate in. And he walks over and he stands there for a second. And he just calls the trainer over and says, I hurt my foot. I can't go. <laughs> And they're like, "Are you? Is it like your Achilles or the bottom? Like, what's?" He goes, "I, I, I just, I, it hurts. I can't. I just, I can't go." And they were like, uh-huh. "All right." And he like, you know, signals over to the other, the line coach, and was like, "Ollie's done. We're gonna." And he goes and gets it all wrapped up and everything, and then he misses the trainer the next morning. Like, he's treatment. Time. Yeah, it's treatment. He's supposed to go meet with the trainer and get treatment at like eight eight o'clock in the morning. And he just doesn't go. So when they have their pre-practice meetings, the line coach is like, Ollie, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you, if you're going to be a professional, if you're going to make it to the NFL, like, you're already, yeah. you're already on the brink of not being here. You're an undrafted free agent. Like, yeah. we already almost don't care about you, which he didn't actually say, <laughs> but it was implied. But he, like, he meant it. He meant it. Like, you're, yeah. you're already not here. So to, be, to stay, you're going to have to work way harder. And you're not. Like, what... And Ollie was just like, I just, I don't, you know, I forgot, coach. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, all right. And the, and it immediately cuts to the coaches being all like, let's get rid of him. Let's just get him out of here. And he gets cut. And I guess this is the first year or the second year that the NFL, they don't do multiple cuts during training camp anymore. Or something like the, the players union came out and was basically like, it's not – it's not fair for like for pay like financial reasons it's not fair for somebody yeah. to get the same check and be there for 2 days as it is somebody who who makes it to the final cut you're the 57th guy on the 53 man roster and you get the same yeah. $8000 check as the guy who got cut the first week and uh-huh. so they've limited the amount of cuts and it's way harder to like it's it's way more of a final decision so he definitely had like five weeks of training camp ahead of him and just basically gave up in the first three days. Jeez. Just like, I'm, I'm done. Stupid. I mean, which, I mean, if you recall the way he was on the first two seasons of, of last chance, you, he basically had to, you know, the old, the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. That was basically Ollie for two seasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. to, to hear that the same things happened in the NFL doesn't surprise me at all. 
Which makes yeah. you wonder because I'm pretty sure Ollie was one of the guys who went to a D1 school, like Ole Miss or Mississippi State or something no, like that. No, he went to Arkansas um, State. Wasn't it? Yeah, Is that yeah, Arkansas, and like he had to do something like. He had to do something good enough there to even be an undrafted free agent. Like, like it, it, it would lead me to believe that he at least changed enough having gone D1. Yeah. That, there, you know, the Raiders were like, all right, like everyone knows about Last Chance U. Like, it, he talks about it on the episode. People ask him about it all the time. So it's not like I mean I maybe John Gruden doesn't know about it, but you know some of his coaches do. So they bring this kid in. Something had to change at Arkansas yeah. State for you to even waste your time on something like that. Right. And then he just completely reverts back to just Eastern yeah. Mississippi. I'm just like I don't care. Jeez. What a turd. Jeez. If you're gonna be a turd, go lay in the yard. Yeah. Ah, that's like, what my dad used to say to me. <laughs> that's actually a really really good line. Uh, I approve. <laughs> Remember that one. Just, yeah, just for the record, I approve uh, of that line. If you, if you ever say it to Malone, like, you need to give me credit. Oh, I will. Did you get that I'll text definitely... the other day, by the way, that I changed your name in my phone? I did. I did. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that was one of those got the text laughed out loud and then in my laughing put my phone down and never responded forgot, directly yeah. to that text <laughs> but i definitely got the screen cap of of your con of her contact information i was like ha, 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 and then just like moved on, on. to the next one <laughs> it's like That's i was funny. reading an article what was <laughs> yeah like definitely made me laugh though i was like that's awesome That's uh, funny awesome post post pre-malone post pre- did you guys see that story uh, came up today about the Ohio State trying to trademark the 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 word the so they can sell stuff with the on it and no one else can? This is dumb. And then and then like within hours, Michigan posts a picture of them trying to trademark the word of as just a complete troll job. Yes. Like, okay, you guys suck. The you can't trademark that. That's so funny. Like, I realize that you can't trademark like the word the, but can't they, for merchandising purposes, trademark the whole thing? Right, but you, the that's a Ohio thing. State University. That's different. Yeah, that, yeah, that's completely different. They're just trying to get the the, which like just so, three letters, like the state of Kentucky. Um, trademarking the word Kentucky, which is why they no longer call it the, the Kentucky Derby. They no longer call it uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's the... KFC. Yeah, it's KFC. And it's... Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's like the, the race at, at the Downs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They don't call it the Kentucky Derby any longer because you have to pay royalties to the state of Kentucky for using the word Kentucky. That's so dumb. Kentucky Bluegrass. It's a brand. They they came out that's enough of a brand that they could that they could trademark it. Dang. But the word the Right. I mean, how many times a day do you think you say the word the? Frequently. You know what it reminds me Frequently. of? <laughs> many. <laughs> many. <laughs> S- uh, plural. It reminds me of the knights who say knee. Me. 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 We are the knights that say the. You're not allowed to say the. You're like, shit. (laughs) That's 
We are now the knights that say ecky, 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 zupoing, rapoing, hapoing. <laughs> it's like, all right, here come uh, Buckeyes, and they're going to kick ball downfield. Because <laughs> you can't say that word anymore. And uh, receiver was open. <laughs> It reminds me of that episode of The Office uh, when Kevin decides to like shorten words. He's right. Get like, rich. See world. See world. What do you, what, Kevin? What does that mean? Are you going to see the world? Or are you going to see world? Going to see world. <laughs> see big, world. Big vast whales. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or the what is it? The Mitch Mitch Hedberg one where he drops the the uh, the th or whatever or ou or whatever. I spilled the sp in my lap. It- the best, the best part of that joke is at the very end. He's like, "I need to get the fuck t- the sth," which yeah, which nobody <laughs> hears. But he's like, "I need to get the fuck out of the south." But he's like, "You don't have the yeah. ou," so he's like, "You say y'all." I can't get a bowl of chicken noodle spa. You know, he's like, "You understand me? I'm in the sth, and I want some spa." <laughs> I stubbed my toe. That's awesome. Oh. I need to lie down on the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> the oh man! <laughs> like, which also reminds me of one of the funniest things my dad has ever said. So he's standing there staring quizzically at a at a calendar, and. If you know my dad or you know me, if we're staring quizzically at something, we're setting you up for something. Do not engage us. We are setting you up. Do not engage! That's like, there's like a big, it's like that big sign at the zoo or whatever, like, do not feed animals. Right. Right? It's just, do not engage a quizzical Jake. Do not pay attention to Jake. (laughs) That's that's what the sign should say. Uh, So, he's standing there, and go Ducks. And he's like, "What? Is, like, what, Rick? What's going on?" He says, "Well, I'm just wondering what this Chanaka is." Oh God! Oh my God! And gosh. the guy's like, "Well, Rick, it's uh, it's the Jewish holiday. It's actually pronounced Hanukkah." He's like, "Oh, okay." But what's this Harismus? <laughs> Harismus. Uh... Wow, that. Like, and he did that. He did that in a surgical, like an operating room locker room. So he did this to a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So, so um, I'm just putting this together in my head. You didn't witness this, then. You've also you've heard your dad retell this story, probably with. Some amount of glee. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have I gotcha. have heard in granular detail the story. <laughs> you know how I know it's true because I know every. De- He's like, it was nine fourteen. <laughs> I'm like imagining. I'm imagining what it's like to listen. Like when we listen to like the uh, the Game of Thrones audiobook right. and the incredible detail that George R. R. Martin goes into in his paragraphs. It's like, as I stood in the operating locker room, it was cold, damp, stale lighting, flickers. 
from the fluorescence above. I, I stared <laughs> into this this beige, faded, wrinkled, tattered calendar. Tattered. Wonder. <laughs> like, I get it, Dad. Punchline. Punchline, uh, please. This is a lot of preamble, Dad. This is a long run for a short slide. The bottom half, squares. The top half, a cat. <laughs> Say it, hang in there. You s- yeah. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> I was holding my dirty, hairy coffee cup. I drink it black. My name's Friday. I carry a badge. <laughs> he, goes on, he goes on for 15 minutes about that other doctor in the room that had nothing to do with the story. Oh, yeah. Pennington was there, too. And he was just sitting over there minding his own business. He got these shoes the other day. They're like Brooks running shoes. I don't know. But he, like, he's saying he has back problems. He's going to go talk to his chiropractor. It's like I always say, you never, you know... You never skimp on what keeps you separate from the ground. And, you know, I said that to him, and, you know, he's like, yeah, I know you're right, whatever. But, you know, he, back to the story. I'm looking at this calendar, right? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Man. And y'all wonder where I get it. The pre-show conversation about how anything can become a story. <laughs> If you think about it hard enough. <laughs> I kind of like, so, I mean, there's no problem with sharing, sharing the project we're working on. Um, after listening, I, oh, I should talk about that. I went and saw Chuck Klosterman. <laughs> I love the, I love the mid show realizations that we have oh, all yeah. had and will continue to have. Uh-huh. I'm just like, oh, you remember that time? Well, it's like oh, things yeah. happen and it's funny cause this happened on Friday. So that's like a, oh, about a week ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. And so, yeah, it's like I, I had forgotten that it happened. But, yeah, one of my favorite authors, Chuck Klosterman, I, I, I've quoted him a few times on this podcast. He was doing a, a question and answer for his new book. Um, I got one of my questions I got answered, which was awesome. Um, I, I'm a super nerd, so having one of my favorite authors, like, kind of talk to me directly in a room of, like, 200 people was kind of a big deal to me. As it should, be. yeah, yes. yeah, that makes yeah, um, <laughs> that, that was really cool to me. And, and so, but yeah, he gave me the idea because the last thing he had written, and I had known him as an essayist and a nonfiction writer. He wrote a bunch of short stories, but he wrote them as though they were nonfiction. And I'm like, oh, I really want to read that now. Um, but also, it gave me the idea that we should comprise a compendium of short stories um, to, to yes. get our cr- uh, creative juices flowing and just produce something so yes. yeah that's what we were trying to think of anything could be a story it's like I, i'm gonna write a story about a guy looking at a calendar just 30 pages <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that needs to happen like uh, all of all of the all of the like he looks at a date he's looking at the calendar he it, he remembers a date like he's like oh yeah may 13th i remember eight years ago and then like the long story and then it loops back around and you realize oh wait this is still him just staring at a fucking calendar <laughs> but I'm looking at December <laughs> I lifted the calendar to see what was ahead sometimes I like to look at the pictures to see what I had to look forward to it kept yeah. me alive but, except I was in December so it was the end of the fucking calendar it was the end of the calendar <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I don't know that might go into in Medias Rest Oh, I man. like it. I like it a lot. A lock, a lock. That's funny. I'm a big, big fan. I do. I will say. Okay, so when you you text me, uh, we should we should call the compendium 
What is it? How do you say it? In, in, in medias res. In medias res. You hit me with that. And it's it when you read it, it's very clearly Latin, right? Like I understood that it was Latin, that you were hitting me with some 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 knowledge, right? And so I'm like at work. I assume you were at work too. Right. Um I'm at work, I read it, and I'm like, hey, like, I don't know what that means. Like <laughs> and then you you just come over the top with like Maybe, maybe the most dismissive and and like, like rude text I've ever gotten. <laughs> like, and, which is, I mean, whatever. If you would have said it to my face, I would have laughed, and I did laugh reading a text. But like, text always, you know what right. I mean. Text never comes off this. So it's like I'm, I couldn't not read it in like the most like you're a fucking idiot, Alex Tone, right? <laughs> but I just get, I just get the the acronym for let me Google that for you. <laughs> And then a screenshot of like the the Wikipedia like <laughs> definition of of in medias rest, and I was like, yeah, I could have Googled it, Jake. I assumed that if you were telling me what it was, you could have just you said knew. it. Yeah. It means this. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> you could have just Googled in medias rest instead of texting me. I don't know what that means. I and I I fully acknowledge that, but sometimes what separates us from the the Skynet future Terminators of this planet <laughs> is a conversation with each other. Okay, I was trying to keep the creative juices going. We were gonna have a conversation, and you come over the top with like, "Use the internet, dickweed." Okay, sorry. Basically, I'm Google, maybe I'm gonna Google everything. Maybe he wanted your definition, Jake. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe, yeah. Maybe I wanted your paraphrased yeah. explanation yeah. and not the clinical Webster's Dictionary he version. Didn't. He could have listened to whatever the internet said, or he could get he his did. friend Jake to yes. share with him Take the knowledge he was dis- just throwing out there to the world. But you see, Alex knows me well enough didn't. to know that I, ex- that <laughs> I expect a certain level of engagement with my communication. Well, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta read your audience there, bro. That's on you. You're that coming up, man, you. all wrong. Wrong tone. <laughs> it's the wrong tone. <laughs> Do it again. Stab <laughs> <laughs> me in the face with a soldering iron. What's your favorite Christopher Walken role? Oh. Uh, oh. I mean, you it's, have to have a favorite. I mean, because they're all kind of the same, but favorite. at the same time, I'm probably going to go with the Saturday Night Live music producer. Okay, that was where I was thinking that or Joe Dirt. Okay, I like Joe Dirt a lot. What about his silent role in uh, Weapon of Choice by one. Fat Boy Slim Music Video? I'm going to hit y'all with a sleeper. How about Wayne's World too? Is it sleepers? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a movie it's called Last Man Standing. With Bruce Willis. And basically Bruce Willis is in this little Texas town and the Chicago mob comes down to try to kill him. And he's got like two Colt 1911, like 45, and he like shoots down these guys and Christopher Walken shows up and he's a total badass. And he has like the best line. He's like, you know what? Uh, I don't want to die in Texas. Like, <laughs> like goes to walk away and then actually tries to shoot Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis is like, uh-uh, fool, bam, 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 shoots him. And it's like one of my favorite movies is either that or his role in True Romance. 
never I still have yet to see True Romance and uh Kurt, like I think that uh it's been brought up on the show enough that it might be time for me to um definitely not illegally download it on the internet to watch it one time. <laughs> Because we on the show don't do <laughs> no. that. We don't do that. No, no, no we, we would never advocate no. for that. No. Well, I am. I coach the pirates. Oh, yeah. yeah let's go, pirates. <laughs> um, yes. What about... Um, I'm going to list off a couple of them because now you got me all Christopher Walken. I got you walking um, with it. <laughs> you got me walking in the right direction. <laughs> uh, Wedding Crashers. Good one. <laughs> that, yeah. Wedding Crashers, great one. I love that. Um, Click, the guy in the back. I never saw Click. What? Click Click was Not honestly terrible. It was like w- one of the first movies I remember that like actually made me cry. Really? Oh. It like it caught me and I don't like I remember the the scene and everything but like right at the end when he's fast forwarded through his entire life and he's like dying and he's like he's like talking to his daughter or something right at the end and Adam Sandler like is acting for the first time in his entire career. Um, and like, mm. he shows like real emotion. Was that before Spanglish? It, I, I, I don't even know I'll the word that you just second. said. <laughs> Spanglish, a real thing. Yeah, Spanglish was a movie. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, never, never saw it. Uh, maybe, maybe because he did Spanglish, he could do like four minutes of real acting and click. Um, but I, oh man. I like saw it and he's like basically apologizing for missing his entire life with his kid. Click click was after Spanglish. Boom. Okay. There you go. He learned he learned how to act in Spanglish. Good for Adam Sandler. Uh because he, he gave it an attempt at was it rain on me and it did not work. Um but that was stand yeah, by I, me. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> You want to see a dead body? <laughs> um, pool no. Hall Junkies? Oh, oh, yeah, I forgot he, about that. oh, he was in Pool Hall. Oh, he's so good yes. in Pool Hall Junkies. That's yes, like Alex's exactly. favorite movie. As soon as I said it, you guys both <gasps> like, yeah. He's so good in Pool Hall Junkies. You see, Suicide King is one of my favorite. I'm just going to go get another $1,000 because I got all the money in the world. <laughs> so how about you shut the fuck up and play pool? Oh, man. <laughs> what a... One of the dudes I dude I know was telling me about um, like this documentary about pimps, and like this old like this old pimp like showed up at this at this ball player haters ball essentially, and like all the other pimps like showed up and, and took his girls, and he looks at him and he's like, "You guys think this is my first string?" And he like walks out, and he like gets on the phone, and, like makes a phone call, leaves, and comes back with a fi- with a whole group of new girls with him, and he's like. And that's when I earned my respect. And that's when I earned my <laughs> Nice. That's a baller move, well, for sure. Hey, I think we've earned our respect. We put in some solid time. And these people, they could have been anywhere in the world. But they spent their time here with us. We appreciate that. Make sure you're checking us out on all of our social medias. Get at us if you want some of them Patreon t-shirts. Uh, the Perpetual Philanthropist and the Good Night Info shirts are coming soon. So uh, check that this week. Um, yeah, Instagram, Red Arrow Productions, Red Arrow Deep South, Red Arrow Jake, Red Arrow Alex, Red Arrow Shout out to our dude cast. Uh, we can see But before this episode... 
this edition of my show with Alex and Jake. Good night, universe. That's the podcast. Yeah.